0: You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. It's our first recap of 2017, Julie. What do you think? What do you think?
1: It's a new year, Leanne, and I'm so glad to be back talking about Madam Secretary. I think really the whole world should be talking about (laughs) Madam Secretary. It's a safe space, Julie. It is a safe space. You're right about that, Leanne. You're <laughs> right about
0: seventeen. That. It's a safe space. I think we can all agree she's doing a fine job. Uh, yeah. All righty. We would like to thank Lori McCreary, who's the executive producer of Madam Secretary. She was a guest on our show last spring, and it was really fun to talk to her. And then we actually got a gift from her. Julie, I am wearing these fantastic
1: Madam Secretary fingerless gloves that we got <laughs> sent. I, I'm a little bit jealous because mine have not arrived. I've seen a picture of them. They're on our face. If you go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you can see a picture of these. They look fabulously. They're uh, actually they're so-
0: super warm. They're thinsulate gloves and they're mittens, but then or they're glove fingerless gloves, but then you can you can top them with a mitten top. So you have you can oh. convert them to a mitten. And the miracle is this: if you're wondering why does Leanne have hers and Julie doesn't have hers. The gloves went to our official post office box in Santa Monica, which our sister Liz mans, and I think I think we can count on one hand the time Liz has actually then relayed things that arrive at the post office <laughs> box to actual sisters. Usually no, no. She they just get relayed to the back seat of her car, right? <laughs> yes. Or the trunk of her car. Yeah. So the fact that these arrived at my house, Julie, it was a miracle. So you'll get yours today and you're going to need them. I know it's a little chilly in Dallas. And so uh, I'm I'm enjoying mine and I think you're going to enjoy yours. So thanks very much. We're happy to be far, uh, an unofficial unofficial part of the Madam secretary team here because we really do enjoy the show and it's fun to talk about it um all right julie this episode 2017 kicking off its inaugural time in dc and you know because real life and madam secretary often merge and this episode was called gift horse and it was written by the head writer barbara hall if you noticed that but it really could have been called kitchen sink because (laughs) it had everything in it didn't it Yes, it did, Liam. That just, you name it. It had Mongolian horses. Yeah, Russian hacking. We had questionable election results. We had horse trading for cabinet positions. We had poetry, physics, and the meaning of beauty. We had the Tao of tech guys, walking desks, inaugural fashions, intern nightmares, the return of Black Dog Station. Hooray. So many suits. Did you notice that, Jewel? So many yep. suit jackets in this. And then we even had the manu- manure offensive, which was just an unbelievable moment or two for, for Blake. And I know he's one of your favorites in the show.
1: He is. He had a grip. this was a big show for Blake. Um, and, of course, the horse with no name. I mean, were you not singing the America song during the whole episode? How no, was I was that? singing Mandy. <laughs> because he did name oh, the horse. <laughs> they did name the horse at the end. But at the beginning, it was all about
0: America. There. Okay. All right. But what really stunned me, Julie, the, the moment where my jaw actually dropped was near the very end of the show when we're at the inauguration and there was a two shot of Stevie and her British fiance, Jareth. I mean, yes. seriously, did they look
1: like twins? I mean, what? Yes. Well, haven't you noticed that in the New York Times uh, newspaper when they have the engaged couples? Yeah. Haven't you noticed how much they all look alike? They put their two heads together in yeah. those two shot pictures <laughs> that's that's what that's what happens when you get engaged. You start to look like the other person. I think they're both too thin, just just personally, uh, just off the record. And yeah. and very pale, as
0: uh, very pale and very thin. So, uh, but I, I was really twinning there. I I thought I, they could really be like fraternal twins. But uh, but you're you're right. I know that married people either look alike or start to look alike. I know people have said that about my husband and me, but. That was like a stunning – they both had the same cheekbones in that shot and the same pale skin. So anyway, that that really blew me away. But let's let's do our inauguration to-do list as we break down this episode. Okay, Jewel, first thing we have to do before the inauguration is confirm election results. Now, once again, we have uh, Evans, you know, who's threatening a lawsuit. He wants to see the election results turned over on some, you know, Macy Act of 1892 or something like that.
1: Clearly a sore loser. Again, another theme that uh, that reflects reality there. Yes. Okay, so he's the sore loser in the election. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he he does not want Dalton's uh, election results to stand. So once again, for some reason, Russell, instead of calling the White House counsel, he calls Bess to the office, the office. Yeah,
1: Yeah. you're really worried about how much legal advice uh, that Bess is providing to both Russell and the president. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't I, I just I it. I can't imagine President Obama going, "We have a real legal quagmire here. Someone get John Kerry." Like
1: I don't I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, no, it's all Valerie Jarrett. And she's not an attorney, but well, nonetheless, right? So, so anyway, so You
0: know, once again, Dalton and Bess, of course, want to take the high road. Russell wants to take the low road. And this kind of plays out slowly. Russell's supposed to be the new, better Russell after his heart attack and his cruise. And now he's got his walking desk and he gives Stevie an internship because she saved his life. But in the end, basically, Russell is Russell and he plays dirty tricks and he goes with the Oppo research. They know that, uh, they know that is my new dog. And she barks a lot.
1: Welcome, welcome aboard, <laughs> Steffi. Welcome to 2017, okay. the podcast for Madam Secretary. Glad you're barking in on it. So she has a few opinions, Lynn. She does. She is a, a rescue German
0: shepherd. She's three years old. And for the first couple of weeks here, she didn't bark at all because she didn't <laughs> know who we were or why she was here. But now that she's gotten used to us and she feels protective, she's just barking her head off. So uh, we've tried several solutions, but we're just going to carry on. So she's my protection. Think of her as my Secret Service dog. Um, all right. So Russell goes with the dirty tricks. They pull out the Alzheimer's gene. There is that weird horse trading for we'll give you a cabinet position. And didn't oh, you yeah. know right away he was going to want state? Like, who doesn't of course, want state? Right? Every,
1: everyone wants state. You know, they all did. They all did this time. Again, I love how that was, you know, again, where the show is reflecting the reality of what's happening um, here in the real world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, of course, and that means Bess would be out and they're not going to do that. Dalton's very loyal. They offer him commerce, which he scoffs at. Um, but then Russell goes dirty and the lawsuit goes away. And President Dalton is, in fact, President Dalton. So that was wrapped up pretty nicely for the end. I like that.
1: Well, yes, I mean, that that's good. It means that Bess is going to stay on in, in her role, which is really important to us. Yeah. And then, okay,
0: then the other to-do list for the inauguration, find a dress, okay? Bess has the inaugural ball. We know she's very busy. She has a lot going on. She's, you know, running the world there and providing legal counsel to the White House. And so she tasks her 16-year-old daughter with finding her inauguration ball gown. Is
1: that... <laughs> You knew that was gonna go badly, Leon, right? You just knew that they were probably uh there might there might have been a little misstep going on there. But I was happy to see that she was jazzing up her school uniform with the floral scarf and stuff. (laughs) Showing that showing that she really has a high sense of style. So she was thrilled because this was gonna be her first big styling assignment, uh that to wear, you know, to pick out a dress for her mother to wear to the inaugural ball.
0: And so what does she do? She manages to find a dress from so-and-so show, Paris Vogue, blah, blah, blah. And it's it is, I
1: think it looked exactly like what Juliana Rancic was wearing last night on the Golden Globes or uh, or that. It was sort of that and a combination of what Lily Collins was wearing. Uh, it was a it was touch the- of Halle Berry, 2013. Remember when she oh, had that? Dress. yes there was there was some new cheer thing going on with it, yeah, which is not really what you want with your Secretary of State no <laughs> so
0: yeah, a few well placed petals you know some flowers strategically placed but otherwise it was just sheer nude and you could tell Bess, she felt terrible she was gonna as henry said find a way to work that dress make that dress work but in the end the two of them saw eye to eye the daughter woke up and said oh my gosh i can't put my mother on the same list as miley cyrus i thought that was pretty funny and yep. um, and Bess picked a nice solid navy blue dress
1: I'm sure she's going to look good. I'm sure she'll go. Hopefully she'll go with the updo, which we have recommended on a, on a number of occasions. But yeah. yes, that <laughs> yeah. was good.
0: And I thought like the daughter, maybe your first assignment should just be accessories, you know, as opposed <laughs> to a dress. But okay. That's
1: not really, that's really, don't put her down, <laughs> Leanne. Don't put her down. No, she
0: had a cute show. I thought that was a cute turn of events yeah. at the end. I thought like Bess was actually going to wear it. I didn't know what was going to happen with the dress. So I thought that was a, a very charming turn of events at the end. Okay, now we have Stevie, who's landed uh, a White House internship.
1: And she's also gotten hair extensions as well. Was her hair noticeably longer in 2017?
0: Okay. I
1: just thought in the beginning they all had so much hair. Like, (laughs) they have a
0: lot of hair. (laughs) Yes. That whole operation. The the him, her, all the kids, everyone has a lot of hair
1: there. I know we're, we're a little bit jealous. That's it. That's it. No, it's
0: complete jealousy. We're not, Oh, please. That was excellent hair on all of them. So she's working for Russell. It means she has to wear a suit. She looked adorable. She went off to her first day of work and she's assigned, um, you know, pick up the poet at the airport. Who's going to deliver the, you know, the poem, the inauguration poem.
1: He's going to be the poet laureate of, you know, to, (coughs) to, yeah. At the inaugural ceremony. Exactly.
0: And it was funny because clearly Russell has just no patience for poetry or this tradition, said it's just a waste of 20 minutes. We have to sit out in the cold longer. And the poet is a classic, like, grumpy old poet. And uh, he's mean and nasty and basically it's just a drunk,
1: correct? Yes. Yes. Mean, nasty, drunk. Right. Right. And so, And so Stevie picks him up. She's driving him around to see Washington and the sights. He hates all of it. It's all symbols of of things that he riles against. The only thing he's excited about is the corner bar. So he's in there. He gets completely drunk. So now Stevie has a real situation because the poet's stinking drunk. So what does she do? She calls Jareth to come and help, right? Yeah.
0: And I wasn't so sure about that. I mean, I understand why she did it, but I was like, it's your first day of a real internship. Do you have to call your boyfriend? But you actually did need some manpower to drag the drunk poet back to the hotel room. And, of course, Gareth, Jareth hates poetry. He's a physicist, as we know. And so he starts cro- quoting, uh, you know, the father of quantum physics, Feynman, and <laughs> about truth and beauty and, you know, how a, a physicist Molecules, yeah.
1: yeah, cells, yeah, it was good. It was a beautiful speech. And then, of course, he has the British accent, which just elevates it to another level. So right. he outsmarts... The drunk poet. Yes. I mean, stops the poet cold. He has nothing else to say. Yeah.
0: And so he passes out and she finishes up her assignment. The next day they drag him to the hotel room. The poet apparently sleeps it off, finishes his poem by lifting basically all of Jareth's speech and (laughs) sticking it in his poem about understanding beauty versus seeing beauty and it's a nice moment there on the Capitol steps and uh so that was that was excellent and that's when we had the disturbing shot of the two of them looking exactly alike so um but you know we have stevie in the fold now so we're gonna you know that's a good way to to get her storyline going we're gonna see more of her because she's working in the white house now All right, and then, but the real, the main story, the fun story, the the moment for Blake was return the horse. Like, that's on the inaugural to-do list. The government of Mongolia sends Bess a horse as a congratulatory gift for her second term. Um, but then it presents all kinds of political problems. Julie, could you break down the political issues here? The, because- the
1: geopolitical issues that China and Mongolia have been, you know, they have issues all the way along and that they you know, they have Mongolia, you know, uh, and there are areas of China that would like to be part of Mongolia so, so things are very sensitive in that area China doesn't want to give up any of their authority in that region of the world and somehow by recognizing this group in Mongolia by accepting the horse we would in fact be showing sympathy to Mongolia at the expense of China and we just can't do that Excellent so, work Julie best, you, best, you should tweet quick.
0: that out you should tweet out your thoughts on China and Mongolia immediately after this show <laughs> go for it. Um, so but so they send this horse it really is looking a gift horse in the mouth because first of all Bess is a horse girl as we recall oh, I, I know she had that horse farm she's a very horsey girl and Blake we learn uh, who is tasked with going to sign for the horse finds out about the horse and now has to get rid of the horse Blake bonds very quickly with this 2 million dollar Mongolian
1: Cappuccino colored horse. And- I know, with, with no name. The horse has no name. He didn't want to give it a name because then, you know, he did, that would increase the bonding. But yeah. I have to say that that I've had, uh, having lived abroad, I've had the great honor and pleasure of visiting with ambassadors at ambassadors' residence in, uh, in various places in the country. And they do get all kinds of gewgaws. They get the strangest gifts from other, you know, as a symbol of friendship or of cooperation operation. And they, they just sort of pile up. And that's what Bess had to do. Is She was trying to get rid of all these gigaws and strange gifts, including the, ho- the Mongolian horse with no names.
0: So the horse quickly becomes, uh, you know, a political pawn. And all of a sudden, we learn that the Russians are sympathetic with the Mongolians. So they leak out that the U.S. government is going to kill the horse. Like within seconds, animal activists are pelting <laughs>
1: Poor Blake. With Poor Blake newer I mean, that was. There's nothing worse, and you know that. You know that offended Blake. Just you know, physically, spiritually, every possible. Sartorially, way. every yes. possible yes. way.
0: He was offended. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was so deep, and we learn, of course, that it's the Russians who hacked into this equine equity site. <laughs> I mean, that's more, right. Russian.
1: more Russian hacking. <laughs> More miss and disinformation coming out. Okay. <laughs> so now they have to find
0: neutral territory to send the horse mongolia can't accept the horse back because it's been to the united states and maybe it has some diseases and the u.s can't find a place for the horse and they certainly don't want to kill it and so now the horse becomes a political football and ends up going to cuba which was sort of a a nice surprise because Bess had made an earlier visit to cuba and cuba
1: apparently doesn't care sure we'll take your horses right And as Blake said, the vibe is so great there, you know, so he felt like Mandy the horse was really going to enjoy the Cuban vibe and just romp free there. So,
0: (laughs) so in the end, everything wraps up all these crazy storylines. Did I get, oh, Black Dog Station. I forgot that. All of a sudden, Henry, you know, pre-inauguration the day before gets called in and is, debriefed unbriefed rebriefed uh what it, what it
1: was lean it was an ex post facto debriefing okay and i think you should try this on your teenage sons because <laughs> that might work along with the mic which is the money ideology and coercion tactic yeah okay and that is straight out of how to raise a teenager think about it leanne <laughs>
0: how to win them over right yeah yeah and then and then the secret sauce appealing to their ego so henry goes in something's up there's some connection between hs the the terrorist organization that henry shut down with black dog station and uh isis now they're trying to make some connection and it all—the secrets to the connection are all in the phone of a single guy. And of course, they can't—the CIA can't crack the security code. It's just like the issues that we've had here with um, the the San Bernardino terrorists. Uh, Correct. That you know, they couldn't get into their f- phones, and it was a question of should do these you know do com- private companies owe something to the government? So the tech guru is a Taoist. I mean, that story got crazy in seconds and then that was nutty I, I just it just who is that guy I had to and keep it, is Henry go. kneeling on the floor with him I don't know when those but, giant baby doll buddhas in the background
1: those were like crazy big I don't say anything about Taoism like, I don't anyways. either so, just, I don't so know. I, disrespectful so that uh, yeah. apparently yeah okay were just so. some
0: big colorful statues in the background that didn't really look that spiritual I didn't really understand they looked more like props. Anyway, Henry goes in and plays this guy. And the next thing you know, the tech guru is helping the U.S. government. So this was all part of like the 24 hours before the inauguration. I mean, really, there was a lot going on there uh, the day before the inauguration. But in the end, in the end, it all works out, right? We have uh, everything works out. The poet gives his poem. You know, that yes. manages to happen, and uh, the tech guy gives up the intel, and right. Evans gives up the lawsuit and goes back to Pennsylvania. Bess wears a blue dress, and the horse finds right. a home. So
1: it's <laughs> Mandy, the horse, lamb
0: <laughs> Wrapped Don't. it all up. Barbara yes. Hall
1: wrapped it all up there at the end.
0: This was I a fun it episode. Is, you like I, this
1: that's exactly what I thought, Leanne. It was light. It was fun. You know, a lot of the drama of this show are sort of real world situations. And so a lot of times they're really heavy. I enjoyed all the, you know, the fun, the fun factor in this uh, episode. Yes. The diplomatic
0: stakes were very, were, were minimal, you know, yeah. with the Mongolian horse. Not, well, not if, not
1: if you're Mandy. They're yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. In our anything else about the episode, Julie, that you wanted to nope. mention?
1: No, that was it, Liam.
0: Okay. In our binders full of blouses, we open best once again wearing a great white pleated blouse, the silk blouse. That's the blouse I think, Julie. You think every woman should own because
1: everyone I, I would think, look good. At I it. know. I think it's going to look flattering on everybody. So it's the blouse of 2017, the pleated blouse. We should all try to uh, look for that. Uh, and see if we can get it. Along with those earrings, Land. What, what did you think? More drop earrings. I loved, I loved them. I
0: loved them. Yeah, that's something that they're really bringing out last season. You know, in the fall and this season, those beautiful kind of star drop earrings. They look great on her. They look yeah. great on her.
1: And then they as look I mentioned. They professional and modern yes. and fresh. And uh, I think we all need that in 2017. <laughs> yes.
0: I'm... I'm considering what I'm wearing right now, which are uh, <laughs> gloves that say Madam Secretary and, and uh, uh. bedroom slippers. You're right. I do need to freshen and professionalist up my my look.
1: I yeah. If I we can do it late. Next podcast. Okay. Take it up a notch here. All right.
0: And then, and then finally, every McCord suits up. I mean, in that opening sequence, Bassett on a suit you know, the the school uniform gal, Allison, had on a suit. We have Stevie in a suit. And Henry looked very dapper in that suit. So- he looks
1: dapper in everything, but he he, cert- he certainly can wear the suit. Yeah. yeah.
0: They were suited up. It was a good look. Good look for all of them there. All right, Joel. Uh, I'm looking forward to where this, these stories are going to go because reality is such you could literally do anything now. <laughs> right.
1: You could right, it, it, literally it, 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 write any storyline in that. That's exactly because yep. this show so closely ma- uh, mirrors what's happening in the real world. Yes, it's now wide open uh, that there's so many avenues to uh, to go after, Leon. So yeah, there's we will,
0: now no storyline where the writers would say, "Oh no, that could never happen."
1: No, that- <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's preposterous. No, that's <laughs> impossible. Nope, it's all possible now, Leon. Okay. So that's that's good news for Hollywood. It is. It's good news for Hollywood. It's good news for Madam
0: Secretary. I'm sure they're psyched. All right. We'd like to thank uh, you all for listening. 2017, we're going to carry on with Satellite Sisters and our Madam Secretary recaps. If you're new to our recaps or new to Satellite Sisters, you can find years worth of shows at SatelliteSisters.com or at iTunes. You can subscribe there, which we would love for you to do. Subscribe, leave a review if you'd like to. That's very helpful to us. But mainly just keep listening and spread the word. Right, Joel? That's it. All right. Have a uh great week, Julie. I'm on jury duty, so I don't know if I'm going to make the regular show tomorrow. I'm doing my civic duty. I'm sort of on standby for jury duty. I could be called in at any
1: minute. Uh well, so Well, Leon, yeah. I know if you're called, you will do your civic duty and uh and we're we're proud of you. Thank I'm going to be on standby waiting by the mailbox. I'm waiting for my madam secretary <laughs> Mittens to arrive. Okay? And they better arrive, Sister Liz. You better- You better have mailed both pairs, not only to Leanne, but to me, too. All right. That's
0: right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.